John Branion, professional comedian for more than 30 years. And I'm Amanda McKinney, John's daughter for more than 30 years. Our family believes laughing is a learned behavior, and we want to teach you how we do it. So welcome to the kitchen table of the comedian next door. All right, Grandpa. Let me have my, my, my headphones back. Grandpa can't hear right now because Cammy and Colin. I still can't hear. Cammy and Colin have. It's not turned up loud enough. All right. Now, now I can hear. Okay, good. Okay. How loud is it on on your thing? Is it? Am I that deaf that it's got to be cranked all the way up? I mean, this is where I put mine. I put mine on like the second and a half hash. Right. Yours is always on three and a half. Mine is always. Yeah, that's not good. So uh, the kids are with us this week. I was listening to Emmy's. A thing last week. If you didn't listen, Carl, welcome by the way, Carl, to the kitchen table. And uh, if you haven't listened Yay. to last week's episode, then you should go listen where uh, Emmy helped us with uh, some idioms. Yeah, my Emery, f- who's five, was playing the cliche game with us. Mm-hmm. My we- favorite one was a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go nuts. Yeah, <laughs> Luke and I laughed about that one all over. <laughs> spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go nuts. Mm. So, and you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him spit. <laughs> so this week we got Cammy and Colin with us for a few minutes. And what are we doing with them? How old are you, Cammy? Ten. How old are you, Colin? Seven. Okay. So we've played a game with Cammy before. I don't think we played one with Colin. That's forty-nine dog years. But what? <laughs> If you were a dog, you'd be 49 years old. Talking to Colin, what do you have to multiply by to get to 49 if he's seven? Mm. Math question. Math question that we weren't expecting. We just finished math. We just finished school last week, and they've already forgotten how to multiply. Uh, what do you multiply? Seven times what equals 49? Cammy, come on, Cammy, come on, Cammy. Oh, I, I'm gonna tell you. They've only been out of school for a week, and it's already all gone. It's seven. I need to write it down. Every dog year, every seven people years is one dog dog year. year. Yeah, that's what they... That's what they tell us. I don't know how they calculate that. But so anyway, yesterday we were on the couch waiting for Daddy to finish studying for his uh, certification exam, and we were going to watch a movie together. But in the meantime, while he was being boring, we decided to play a game. (laughs) Uh-huh. And we were playing going on a picnic, and Grandpa just asked me a few minutes ago, "What is the going on a picnic game?" Yeah. So, are we going to play that? Yeah. Yes. There's multiple iterations. That's the whole point. The whole game is. Does it involve actual food and picnics? Somebody invents a rule for their picnic. I take that as a no. And then you have to guess what the rule is by trying to take things on your picnic to see if you can gain access oh, to the. Oh, I would like this game. I think so. Um, Cammy, there was one yesterday that she figured out and another one that she didn't. So she just a second ago, she was like, oh, I never did figure out that one. So mm-hmm. there's one that we were still in the process of, of doing. But before we do that one that Cammy is still struggling with, mm-hmm. why don't we play the version that you did figure out oh, yesterday? Oh, Colin never figured out this one. He left 
Okay. This is perfect. So this will be perfect. Because so me, me, and, me yeah. and Colin don't know the answer. The girls know the rule and the boys do. Okay. So I'll start. Not even at me, just I'm, me. I'll start. And I, there's a puzzle on the table right now. So I've decided I'm going on a picnic and I'm going to take a puzzle. What are you going to take, Cammie? I'm going to take Colin. Okay. Colin. You can, you can go. Cammie can so, go on the picnic. So can Colin go? Colin needs to guess. What are you going to take on the picnic? <laughs> Emery. Emery. Okay, he wants to take Emery. Can he go? No, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm going to go on the picnic, and I'm going to take Bubbles. (gasps) Can he go, Cammie? He can go. Grandpa can go. Why do you take Bubbles? Bubbles. Okay, I'm going to go on a picnic, and I'm going to take a dresser. A dresser. What are you going to take, Cammie? You can go. Shirts. the second Colin Cammy will take something and what? then you can. Has anybody taken any food on this picnic? You can. Apples. She's going to take apples. She okay. can go. You should take food on the picnic. Hey, Colin, what are you going to take? An orange. Nope. Why can't I hear? Oh, I see. I can't hear him in my headphones, but he's okay. No. You can't go. Not with an orange. Okay. And you know what? Let me, let me see. Let me see. Now, I'm going to go on a picnic, and I'll bet you if I take a banana, I cannot go. Nope. You can go. No, you can't. Not with a banana. I can't. Oh, yeah. But, so I can't take a banana, but if I take food, I can go. Yep. Wait, what? Yep. This might be hard. And you can't take (laughs) Emery, but you can take Emmy. You can take Emmy, and you can take Colin, but, but not Silas. You can and, take yourself, but you can't. And you know what? We can't take Cammy. Nope. But we can take Joelle. That's her middle name. We can take Joelle. It's the middle names of things. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. quite. No, nope. but think about how do you how do you spell how do you spell uh, what food? How do you spell food? F-O-O-D. Right. Okay. And how do you spell... Can, hey, wait. Can I take the moon? Yes. How do you spell moon? M-O-O-N. Right. O-O. Everything that's O-O. Not o, Everything isn't O-O. What about, what about Colin? Colin. Everything has an O. No. no. Spell Colin. No. C-O-L-L. I-N. Everything that has two letters. Yay! Yay! Double consonant or a double letter. Everything that has a double letter. That's impossible. That was the rule from yesterday. No, I figured it out. No, you can take impossible. You can take impossible and possible. You can take possible and impossible. You can't take hard. (laughs) (laughs) You can take difficult. You can take difficult. (laughs) But you can't take hard. Yeah, when you if you've got somebody who's really stumped and you start throwing in like metaphysical concepts and telling them you're gonna take that on the picnic, you just make it worse. Yeah, that just embarrasses. I wanna go this time. Okay, well, there was another round. There was another picnic I invited everyone to yesterday, but Cammy never figured it out. Whoa, Colin, you can't do that. You can't drop your microphone on the floor. Um so don't and you touch can't, it. You can't take your it. microphone on my picnic either. No. Okay, so today I'm going on another picnic, and I'm going to take the table. What do you want to take, Cammie? Can I take an apple? Yes, you may take an apple. Colin, what Have do you want to take? Have I already figured 
Cammy's coming on my picnic. What about banana? you? Banana? Nope. You can't take a banana. I thought it was only A's. Good. You're good taking try. a table, and she's taking an apple. Mm-hmm. Colin can't go with an oh, orange. Oh, Colin's a little bit upset he's not coming. It's just either. a puzzle, Colin. We just have to figure it out. We're not he's actually so going to leave and go on a picnic and <laughs> leave you sitting really here. You're not really being left No, I mean, this is hard. That's why it's fun. It's a little tricky. Because it's, it's a puzzle. You have to figure out. It's not fun. I have a question. <laughs> All right, let me see. Can I take a peach? Stop moving your microphone. Can I take a peach? Uh, yes, you may take a peach. What else are you going to take? I'm going to take... Um, I'm going to take Silas. He can go this time. Oh. What are you going to I take? got lucky then. <laughs> he doesn't know the rule yet. Uh-uh. Oop. I just hit my elbow. What are you going to take, Cammy? So a table. Can I take a monkey? No. An apple. Okay. I, I think I may be okay. You may not take a monkey. What do you want to take, Colin? Rhino. Um, it depends. <laughs> Really? Um, why? A, a rhino? Why depends? don't you take a phone? There's a phone right here on the table. Can I take a phone? Yes. You may come on my picnic if you bring your phone. Look how happy he is. He has no idea why. Yeah, he just wants to go. Silas? Yeah. And a phone. You still don't have it? And a table? Yep. I don't have it either. I thought it was like L-E. Silas. That's good. That's the way to do it, Cammy. You think about an idea that you think it might be, and then try it. And if it doesn't work, then you know that's not right. Yeah. I thought it might be the letter A, but that's not correct. Go sit down, Colin. I'll give you another one. But we're waiting for Cammy. What do you want to pick, Cammy? Mm, carrots. Nope. Don't need any carrots at this picnic. Why? Someone already bring some. Um. <laughs> nope. They're not allowed at my picnic. Oh. Phone. Table. You know what would be really funny is if we left this picnic as a cliffhanger for Carl, who's like, and tell us what Rhino, it is. he could not take a rhino? He couldn't because it just depends. How does it depend? How? What? I don't want to tell you why it depends or then you'll know something important. That's making it way okay. more confusing. You can take a plate. You can take a plate. But you can't take dishes. Well, plates are dishes. You can take... Colin, you have to leave your microphone alone. It's making a big noise. Yep, I'm going to take it away. No. I'm going to take can, it away. You can't hear it because you don't have headphones on, but it sounds like you're... It sounds like a rhinoceros. It sounds like you're wrestling a rhino. <laughs> <laughs> Colin can take a plate. You can't take dishes. Uh, Cammy, you can take... A puzzle? Nope. Oh, how about this? How about this? Can I take... <laughs> no, that doesn't work either. No, 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 no. You can take walls. There's walls in this room, but you can't take a wall. Okay. Well, that still doesn't work then. How, how is it? How is he able to take a phone and not phones? He can't take phones. He can take a phone. Oh, I see. Okay, I got it. <laughs> I got it. You can't take a wall, but you can't take... Uh, you can take... You can take Colin, and you can take Silas. You cannot take Colin. Why can't you take Colin? You can't. He's not welcome at my picnic. <laughs> but you can take Silas? You can take Silas. Can you take... You can take... Cammy? Emery this time, but you can't take Emmy. Can you take... This time you can take Emery. Can you take Cammy? Nope. Why? 
Joel? Nope, can't take Joel either this time. McKay! Nope. Oh, I got it. I can't go at all. I got it. You can't take Colin, but you could take. You can take a chair. You can take uh, a table. Yep. yep, yep, yep. I got it. Uh, you can take bowls. You can take. Okay. What else? I you said, your you said we could off, take. Colin. You said we I could take it off because you're not listening at all. You said we could take dishes. No, I said you can't. You can take a plate, but you can't take, take dishes. dishes. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Colin, stop. All right, so think about it. It's another, I'll give you a hint, Kiami. It's another spelling one. So what do all of those have in common? You have to think about them. Think I know about it. about the words themselves. And, and I'll give you this, too, since we're already, since we're at the end here. I don't know how you would spell rhino. Do you spell it R-I-N-O, like Republican in name only, or R-H-I-N-O? That's actually how I figured it out, was when you said it depends. I was like, well, what would it depend? It would depend on how you, okay. Yeah, if it's a rhino as in the acronym for a Republican in name only. Right, rhino was the one that tipped me off. Rhino, I think, is spelled with an H. And if it's R-H-I-N-O, then yes, you can come to my picnic. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. R-H-I-N-O. <gasps> now do you know? Do you want to bring something to my picnic now? <laughs> uh, <I know. laughs> Colin, still can I bring? Rhino. Can I bring a train? Yes, you can bring a train, and you can bring a peach, but you can't bring peaches. T r a i n. T r a i n. So, do you want to bring something, Colin? Yes, what I would you? love to bring kitty. Kitty. Yes. Yes, you can bring Kitty. <laughs> you can bring Hooray! Kitty. <laughs> All right, give me five. This has been Game Time with this the McKinney. This has been Game Time with the McKinney Children. Uh, let's do another one. <laughs> oh, man, isn't it great? It's, uh, it, yeah, it is great that your kids are willing. And even Colin, who's, uh, who's always on the ragged edge between yeah. complete dismay and and euphoria whenever we play any sort of games. Yeah, if he, but if you he's, know what? If he's doing well, he's super excited and he can't yeah. sit still, but if he's not doing well, then he's just on the, he's definitely that in the kid. pits of despair. He's that kid who feels things deeply, and so, yeah, his excitement is real and palpable and also his frustration his when frustration he's not getting is... it. But, but you know what? The other day he said, I told him point blank, Colin, if you tell me you're, this is the worst day ever, one more time, I'm going to make sure your day gets worse. I said, "How are you? How can you guarantee something like that?" Oh, it, like what? It, anything that I do that he dislikes is going to be worse for him. He'll worse. lose his video games or go to sit on his bed or something. Mm. But he just his first knee jerk reaction is to just say, "This is the worst day ever." Right. I said, "If you say it again, <laughs> it's going to get worse." And he, a few <laughs> minutes later, he takes this big breath and he goes, "Oh, I can't say that." <laughs> Which, in a way, did make it a little worse, right? <laughs> no, it was actually, it was perfect. Like, I actually <laughs> rewarded him for that. Oh, I can't say that. Yeah, I said, what can't you say? Did you almost say this is the worst, worst day, day ever? ever? And he goes, yeah, but then I thought I can't. And I was like, I am proud of you yeah. for having the self-control necessary to bite that back. <laughs> to fight back on that. Say it's well, in, in this family, we will say that 
sort of thing ironically we right. will say we are nobody suffers as much as i am suffering right. no human being has ever gone through the right. torment that i am currently going through and we mean it as a joke right it's one thing if you're just like making light if you're being lighthearted about your own bad attitude but he he says it and it's his own little swear word like his first thing that comes to his mouth when he's upset is this is the worst day ever this right. is awful or it's it's one of my standard responses to how's it going or how are you doing yeah. Like when people ask, how you doing? Rather than saying fine or I'm doing good, which is the standard response, I have an, an alternative oh. response prepared. And one of them is terrible. No human being has <laughs> suffered the way I am currently suffering. I just really look forward to the day when Colin is able to joke about his own emotionalism. <laughs> and, and I feel like I saw a little glimpse of hope there a few days ago when he was like, <gasps> I can't say No, that. I can't. <laughs> not allowed all right i want to reach deeply into the mailbag here and read a couple of things that we got this week you know what we need is a mailbag sound effect mm, i because knew you not, were going to say that i knew eventually them, that that was going to cross your mind yeah not all of them fit into the good grief segment and we need mm -hmm. a, a wider range of things to draw we do from. if we have more segments then that'll make people feel happier yeah because the then podcast we can be more is not random. so restrictive yeah right. we can be more random about what we talk about we need yeah. a little sound effect for mckinney games we need so a little do you hear, you hear what we're saying carl we're hearing you we're, yeah. we're sensitive to your to your wishes and to your complaints if and you so, genuinely think we're not being off the cuff still just because we have sound effects i don't really understand I don't know how to help you. what i can do to make right. it then you haven't been listening very long carl <laughs> <coughs> just because we have sound effects now does not mean that we have planned and organized this podcast yeah my son was just dropping his microphone on the floor and banging it up yeah the would table. you would a would a people who care about organizing their podcasts, would they hand a microphone to a seven-year-old and uh, let him swing it over his head and bounce it off the invite table? invite elementary school students to join us at the table, at the kitchen table? Would I we think do not. that if we were concerned about uh, decorum and yeah. organization? Somebody said it felt like we were moving on too quickly before we had really dug deep into... Well, let's talk slower. <laughs> I said to Luke when we got that criticism, I was like, I'm okay with the criticism. Like I get yeah, when too. a person says they feel a certain way, but I also don't know what to do to help it feel like we've been squeezing all the goodness out of each topic other right. than to just take it There's a way certain, too far. It, 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 we, we want you to be honest and tell us what your feelings are, Carl, that we encourage that. But by the same token, we also have feelings and insights. And the truth <laughs> is, when you go back and listen to some of the podcasts, some of them, um, we repeated ourselves quite a, a bit. A lot. And we went in circles for... For a long for time. For 90 minutes. Like I would rather, I would rather get really good at succinctly saying what we're trying to say and, and tie a bow on it than right. to just dance and dance and dance and dance and dance. Because right. we've said before that verbosity is usually the sign of an unclear thinker. And it is. It's true when we do it too. Yeah. When we were, when we were processing things and processing and processing and processing, we repeated ourselves. And but for some people, that's what it means to squeeze all the goodness out of a topic. Well, and that's fair. <laughs> if, if, if you like to listen to people process information yeah. <laughs> for 90 minutes, that's fine. I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to say that you're wrong for you that. You want to listen to us think out loud. That's great. I'm flattered. It was kind of cringy for me though. I don't want to listen go to back, myself think out loud. No, I would go back and listen <laughs> to some of the old podcasts and I would actually get sort of a tightness in my gut. It's like, oh, we've already said this. Oh my gosh, I talk too much. Mm -hmm. 
So anyway, the mailbag. <laughs> so we're just being, yeah, we're just being on. And we don't, we don't want you to not write to us anymore, Carl. If you think that we should ramble on and on for an hour and a half, feel free to tell us that. That's okay. You know, that's Again, fine. Again, I'm flattered. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't sympathize personally. Yeah, I, we probably aren't going to do it, but you're more than welcome <laughs> to tell us that that's what you like. Oh, and send us a sound effect that's appropriate for mailbag. Yeah, you can do that too. If you yeah. want to make, make a sound effect. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Here's the thing. Full disclosure. I'm having a hard time because we've got like, we've got the ability to record ourselves saying things, mm-hmm. but it's going to be really hard. Obviously to... we do. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean. You think Carl's unclear about that at no, this no. point? I mean, we have the ability I to I wonder if it... they can record themselves. <laughs> Shut up. I'm talking about <laughs> buttons. Like I can actually make a button that with a single click will repeat the same sound over and over again. Right. But then it's hard to de- for the listener to tell the difference between me pushing a button and me That's just talking. True. And so That's we had Cammy record the peaches in a whirl and good grief. Mm-hmm. And so you can tell it's a different person. But I could use some other people saying stuff if they want to be, if you want to be a sound effect, send us an audio file of yeah, you. Yeah, and you can say whatever, whatever you think is appropriate for the mailbag, for like, the email. Like uh, Mr. McFeely or something. Speedy delivery, speedy delivery. <laughs> That's what he says, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's whatever you, whatever you think, Carl. Send it to us and we'll uh, we'll use, even if we get two or three of them, we'll use them all. Oh gosh, Okay. As long as they're appropriate. He's out here making promises that uh, he can That he may not be able to keep. That's okay. what happens when we ramble. When we ramble, I, I he, do that. He's thinking out loud. Ignore all that. Greetings to the Peaches and John. Notice the order yes. of the salutations. <laughs> Greeting to the Peaches and John. This is Carla, parentheses, silent H, emphasis on the ah. <laughs> so she listens to the Four Sisters podcast? Uh-huh. Okay. Silent H, emphasis okay. on the ah. Uh, from the bastion of liberality, that is the Bay Area. My oh. hill to die on, or perhaps a small mound to defend? Question mark. See, already, Carla. <laughs> already, I'm worried about this. Uh, if you're if you're already retreating, um, that's not a good sign. The idea of preaching vaccines from the pulpit. I'm not a raging liberal, nor am I a virus-denying outlaw. However. However, I do have concerns about the vaccine. This doesn't mean that I am necessarily opposed to it. I think people should get the shot if they so choose. This is a very unpopular opinion around these parts to the point where I have to be careful who I say this to. Your secret is safe with us. My main concern is this. On Sunday, my pastor briefly spoke about vaccines. His stance is that Christians should be vaccinated and that uh, to not be vaccinated is selfish behavior. Mm. Should be vaccinated, otherwise you're selfish. Mm-hmm. Hesitancy being unscientific. Mm-hmm. We should become all things to all people. Do we want vaccination to become a stumbling block in presenting the gospel to someone? He closed with saying that we shouldn't lie about being vaccinated. I agree on that. And if you are not vaccinated, you better wear a mask. Is medical health an area the church should be making declarations on? Will God's work be stopped if I'm not vaccinated? Does masking at church increase fellowship? I say no. I would never want to discourage someone from hearing the gospel, but also believe that if God calls a person, my blunders or missteps won't change that. He doesn't need us to he doesn't need us but allows us to participate in sharing the gospel. He shouldn't we shouldn't uh, blame or bully someone into thinking the same as us. It's up to the Holy Spirit to work on the person's heart, even a hesitant, flawed believer like me. Perpetually locked down in California, oh, Carl. Are they still locked down too? Uh, and they're more locked down than 
than, than Indiana. Most of, yeah, most How of about the rest Canada? Of the world. Are they more locked down than Canada? I don't think they're more locked down than Canada. I don't think that's possible. But they're giving them. Well, this is run for the money. This is an appropriate piece of mail, isn't, isn't it? it? A timely piece of mail. It is. Thanks, Carla. Because Carla, two days ago, not yesterday, but two days ago, um, my husband's place of employment decided that they were going to be the first in the state of Indiana to mandate vaccines for all of their employees. Their employees. That uh, would be IU Health. Yes, IU Health Hospital as a condition of their employment. Now, IU Health, the school, or I mean, sorry, IU. Indiana University. Yeah, Indiana University, the school, um, mandated it for students about 10 days ago. Mm-hmm. So following closely on and the And faculty, everybody going back to school, basically. Right. I don't know. I forget what EOCC stands for. It has to do with employment. Of no, 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 no. Congress Employment crap. something commission. Something about employment uh, operating commission. Like, it, they make laws about what people are allowed to do as businesses, for businesses. Mm. It's kind of like OSHA, but not exactly. Kind of like OSHA, but a, a separate yeah. government bureaucracy. Right, another one. We need another one. But they, they declared that it was okay for businesses to mandate vaccines for their employees. And like the next day is when IU Health decided they were going to do that. Mm. And um, Except it's unconstitutional, but okay. Well, yes, they've been mandating the flu vaccine for their entire staff for for years and years and so i'm not sure how this is getting to carla's question i'm I'm getting there because i it's appropriate now that that vaccines are being discussed by christians you know and and the efficacy of of taking a stand or making it a christian um value we're now getting that from not just in Christian circles, but in business circles too, where there are people who would normally be conservatives even. They may even identify as conservatives who right. are saying, no, no, but businesses, businesses still have the right to conduct themselves however they want. Right. And so um, I, I just think it's interesting that people are being brave enough to say exactly what they think about vaccines, and yet they still probably wouldn't touch like the birth control topic with a 10-foot pole. Because what I said to Luke was, like, let's imagine that IU Health decided they were going to tell every single employee they had to provide proof of birth control usage, hormonal birth control usage, in order to help fight overpopulation. Right. Because it's their, you know, it's their duty as an employer to make sure. It's their moral hill to die on, so to speak. their moral hill to die on. Yes. So, I guess I have two thoughts about... both of those scenarios. Are, the we, are we eventually scenario, going to get to the church? Okay. The, no, both scenarios, the church and the hospital. I, I, My thought is I'm not trying to tell people they can't share their pro-mandatory vaccine or their pro-universal vaccine position. Right. I just wonder if they're also willing to let me have the pulpit for a minute or two to share the other side of it. Or in the is, Bay Area? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, the Bay Area. You'd have a harder time doing it in Moscow, Idaho. But uh, uh, I mean the microphone. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to preach because he's not <laughs> preaching either. That's the thing. He's not preaching from scripture. This is a guy who has managed to turn his opinions into something. He's scrounged through the Bible to find some justification for his pre-held political beliefs. Correct. And again, I don't think Which that politics don't belie- belong at church. I think I politics either. do belong at church. But I guarantee you, or I'm pretty suspicious, that a guy like that would immediately be like, oh, you conservatives have no business talking about politics here. Right, because you're not caring. and you're not so, right. so that would be the question. Right. I, I, and that was kind of the direction that I was leaning to. I, I am 
an advocate for people talking about anything right. that they want to talk about Literally in church. anything. Literally anything. If a in guy church. wants to stand up, thump his Bible and say, Christians need to get vaccinated, uh-huh. go for it. Go dude. for it. Yeah. But be prepared then for the alternative point of view. Right. And, and if you're going to thump your Bible, then when somebody thumps the Bible back at you, right. you can't dismiss them as heretics right. <laughs> and uh, not understanding God's word and right. all of the other favorite things that people do to uh, dismiss people based on uh, opinion is what it boils down to. Well, that's not the proper interpretation of the scripture. Well, whose interpretation is proper? Well, mine, of course. Mine. <laughs> so. Well, and the other the other little wrinkle here too is important because if the preacher, I interpreted that from Carla, that email saying that the preacher said, you don't want something small like a vaccine to prevent people from coming to the gospel. Right. My question is, what about the millions of people who are uncomfortable with the vaccine? Why are you not why are you not having a problem pushing them away from the gospel by thumping? It doesn't bother you th- yeah. to that the uh, people who are hesitant, so right. to speak, are being you deterred are, from you the gospel. You are actually that sermon is actually a barrier for those people who are skeptical, right. who are pro and and by the way, here's here's an interesting Twitter thread I read the other day. The study was done among those skeptical of the vaccine's efficacy, people who are vaccine hesitant, Mm -hmm. which is the word they're using. And they discovered- Which is a pretty nice word, I think. I'm a little surprised that that we get labeled vaccine hesitant Hesitant. as opposed to science deniers or basically neighbor haters. Well, this was an actual study. The others. This is an actual scientific study. You get more, generally speaking, you get more clear labels when you're talking to people who do the uh, scientific method as opposed to those who take- the studies, and then spin them with propaganda and put them on social media for clicks. The actual scientists do a better job of communicating than the science interpreters. Right, the people who who speak for them. Right. But what was interesting was they discovered that people who are vaccine hesitant are overwhelmingly very, very fond of science. Right. I mean, they overwhelmingly, they have a very, right. They have a very good understanding of the scientific method. They know the difference between um, scientific inquiry and the scientism religion that has has permeated social media. Like they know, they often read first source material. They understand the various phases that vaccines have to go through. They understand the branches of the government that that you know um, certify or. What- they, they understand that human beings are made up of different combinations of chemicals, right. and one size does not fit all. Right, and and right. so they're more likely to say something like. Um, it's still too early to have any long-term studies of effects here. And, you know, that doesn't mean that that long-term studies are going to demonstrate that people are dying by the millions, but it just means we don't have the data yet. And so you can't call your decision a scientific conclusion when really we're you still studying. You haven't had time to do right. science. We're still studying. And, and this is all... Um, I, I read somewhere that even life insurance policies are have already said they're not going to pay out if you died as a result of a, of a vaccine that's not FDA approved. Well, that's been the case forever. Yeah. The, pharma, the pharmaceutical corporations are not held responsible to any of the right. uh, repercussions or ramifications or symptoms right. that are developed as a result of taking any of their products. Right, right. And that's one of the things that, that is actually kind of astounding to me. Oh, I know. That they can get away with that. I asked my husband, okay, so since the hospital literally released a company-wide memo that says this vaccine is safe, they're willing to sign paperwork saying that they will compensate for any very rare adverse reactions, right? Absolutely not. No way. No way. No way. They're not going to put their money where their mouth is. 
well, they're not going to, right, they're not going to be held liable for anything because because the amounts of money that you're talking about for liability are astronomical. Right. I mean, one individual person could be worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. And then you start multiplying that times the number of people right. who've got the vaccine, and you're talking about more money that exists on the planet. Yeah, crazy risks. Yeah. And they're not going to take them. But the thing is, people are people are afraid to say what they really think. There are employees who are afraid that they are those freaks, those minorities who are the only ones who are hesitant with, you know, when it comes to getting the vaccine. And they count on that. They count on, um, there's no union, there's there's no nurses union, and they count on um, people being afraid that they're the only ones who have those reservations. Right. And so they say things like, well, it's science, and so just do it. And I... I said to Luke, you know, can you imagine if they said that all women have to take to take birth control pills in order to work there as a condition of their employment? I mean, they people would people would rightly be completely up in arms. And it's it's the beginning of Pride Month now. If they had said anything that was offensive to the gay community, it would not take this long, 48 hours, for everybody who's upset to have elicited an apology by now. Right. If, um, they, if they'd have come out and said that you have to show proof that you've been, uh, that you don't have HIV or something. I don't know. I, I wonder what the policy is on STDs. and Because they're saying this isn't about the personal health of their employees. It's about protecting their patients. Right. But again, if, a, if an employer openly admits, we don't care how this affects you as an individual. We only care about making it look like we're safe, we're being, you know, protective of we our only, patients. We only care about unnamed faceless people. Right. We're protecting. Right. And again, patients, I know for a fact that in healthcare, it's all about patient autonomy, informed consent being, you can't give chemo to a cancer patient who says they don't want it. Right. You can't ask people for their medical records. There's HIPAA laws. You can't ask people. Right. So basically they're, they're not treating their, their employees, employees the yes. same way that they're treating the patient. And so how, as a patient, does that make you feel good knowing that the hospital doesn't treat their employees the way that they claim they wanted to treat you? You know, that's there's definitely a double standard here. And they're trying to couch it in terms of, well, this is what it means to hold people accountable and be safe. Mm -hmm. And so they think that this is going to attract people to the hospital. But I really do think that there is a large group of people who don't feel protected by overreach and control from, you know, wicked employers. I there not everybody thinks like that, but right. there are some who do. And right. so the we're not point speaking is, for the entire population. No, no. But the point is there is a disagreement here. And so for a pastor to stand up on Sunday morning, for example, and right. say, you're alienating people from the gospel. It's like so are bro, you. you're doing the same thing. Yeah, so are you. Yeah. And it's a it's a divisive subject. And so to Carla's question, um uh we should be able to be all things to all people. That's what the that's yeah. what the preacher said. But that is practically impossible. You can't be you can't be pro vaccine you and vaccine hesitant at the same time. And unvaccinated. You can't be vaccinated and unvaccinated time. at the same time. Yeah. So there's that's not uh, that's not possible. Yep. Um, is medical health an area uh, the church should be making declarations on? Yes, there are no areas mm -hmm. where the church is not allowed to make declarations your yes. pastor behind the pulpit is entitled to speak his point of view right from the pulpit that's that's kind of what he gets paid for but he needs to be he needs to judge righteously he needs to judge righteously and he needs to be held accountable and so that's not to say that you have to that's not to say that you have to go along with everything that he says in the pulpit right but he has the right to say it you also have the right and i would say the responsibility to point out uh 
errors or blind spots. In this right. case, the fact that he is also being a stumbling block to the For gospel. somebody. Yeah. He's just chosen. He's yeah. chosen to prioritize one group's feelings over another group's feelings. And I think it's appropriate to say, okay, but what about these people over here that are also souls and whose feelings also matter? And, right. you know, they've got their concerns as well. And you're just dismissing them. Like right. they don't even exist. Well, and there is a, you know, particularly with this vaccine, there's a, there's a point where you have to do what you think is correct for you. And the problem that we have in this culture is too many people are telling me what I'm supposed to be doing, what's best for me, you know, from their particular point of view. And I didn't consult them when I went in and had my tonsils out, you know, and I didn't, I didn't need their help or their insight when uh, I had a kidney stone. And so I don't need their help and their insight when it right. comes to this vaccine. Well, and they, they firmly believe that Do because, what's right for you. because it's contagious and because it's plausible that something you catch can be passed on to another person, they firmly believe that that gives them the right to say something to you. Yes, but, the, but, but they're incorrect. <laughs> Go on. Because, because just because something can be passed on to me doesn't mean that I am going to give up my right to move around on the planet and maybe catch that disease. It's still my choice well, if I want to put myself at risk. Okay, but let's say that... If I want to go to Thanksgiving and hug my grandmother and she doesn't mind being hugged, right, that's right, my right. business. But let's say we agree that you don't make choices in a vacuum. It's a planet, right? We we're do a, agree. We're a whole planet of people. You can't just make decisions and say that it's your choice and you don't, and it doesn't affect others. Okay, but what about when I say that your decision to have sex outside of marriage is creating children who are not okay, who are, who are tanking, they're, they're taking from government programs, they are going off to school, they can't read, they get out of school, they're easily manipulated by emotions, they are not, they're, they're on various drugs for anxiety disorders, and what about that? Am I allowed to then stand up? Are you up? allowed to say, you should stop sleeping, yep. sleeping around and giving birth to all of these Children, does that or, Bay Area or is that pastor, none of your business? Does that Bay Area pastor ever stand up and say, you know, you can't be Christian and make a free choice to have an abortion? That that's not what Christians do? Maybe he has. I don't know. But I'm very <laughs> skeptical. I'm very skeptical. What do you think? So, yeah. It, okay, so our choices affect each other. But I am way right. more concerned about the spiritual implications of people who are doing emotional and spiritual damage to each other through their choices. I'm way more concerned about that. Than you are catching a than virus. Than a physical germ. Right. The germ is one thing, but, but the emotional damage runs even deeper. And so when people are like, my body, my choice when it comes to abortion, but it's not my body, my choice when it comes to a vaccine... And by the way, an abortion is a choice to physically end somebody else's life. Whereas right, you a vaccine, stop a child from you're, you're, living. You're making a choice to right remove something from your body that's already there. In this case, we're talking about people putting something into your body that wasn't there before that it, you didn't necessarily that you want. didn't consent to. Right. right. And so, you know, pardon me. So if this my body, is, my choice. If they're, if you're going to hang your hat on that with abortion, then you need to put your hat there for vaccines as well. Right, right. Because pardon me if this is too graphic of an analogy, but forcing a person to take an abortion is more akin to the rape step than it is to the abortion step of that whole quote choice that people are arguing for all the time. 
It's always about how, you know, I shouldn't have to be forced into doing something with my body that I don't want to do. Well, that's the definition of what it means when somebody says, you're either going to take on this vaccine or we're going to take your your income away and right. <laughs> and end your family's right, source of income. You. And yeah. that was one of the things that the guy on, on Gab was saying to us. He goes, they're not forcing you to do it. Your employer's not forcing you to do it. They'll just fire you if you don't. Right. I'm like, okay, so you want to split those hairs? That's fine. Right. But, well, and for those who are interested, it's uh, it's one thing if you take a job with certain conditions and they say, you know, among those conditions are we can force you to get any right. drug within months but of it being invented. that was not part of the original even, agreement. Even future drugs that haven't yet been invented. Luke's worked here for eight years. Right. Even future drugs that we don't even know about yet. Whatever whatever <laughs> cockamamie potion they come up whatever with, if we, decide, if we decide that you should have it, then you have to take it. What they if, could not have possibly written a COVID vaccine into his contract because COVID itself didn't even exist, exist when right. he started working he goes, there. But if anything happens in the future, from now, yeah. as long as you're on our, our employee, we can make you inject yourself with whatever whatever we want whatever we want and if that's if that's something you agreed to in the outset then yes you should have been prepared for this coming down you know the pipeline eventually right but if if what it was was always a flu vaccine annually and we agreed to those terms but new terms are now literally added whenever and they give you six weeks to now, be now we're going to have to reconsider our employment right conditions there's it's six to eight weeks or you know get in line with this new thing we just came up with or lose your job it's so funny how how people flip-flop and yeah that, and that's the secret uh carla you gotta you've gotta hold people to consistency with their own professed point of view that's the thing if somebody wants to tell you you know, you should get a vaccine. If somebody wants to tell you it's wrong to, it's wrong to kill people, then that's fine. You just have to hold them to their right. point of view consistently, and you can't let them go. Well, but not in this circumstance. Right. You can't let them pick and choose the circumstances under which they impose their moral beliefs. Right. Right. And that's when it gets hard. I mean, morality and ethics is much more difficult much more difficult than most Christians make it out to be because most Christians exempt themselves from the really tough questions. They, they are, they're extremely um, critical when it comes to your point of view and your actions, um, and, but they, they're more lenient with themselves. And right. you have to be watching out for that. I, there was a lady on Facebook who posted, uh, posted I guess I, she said, I can't support Patrick Mahoney. <laughs> that's the missionary no he's the uh no Pat patrick mahomes patrick <laughs> oh, what's he his last name a missionary, or just a missionary no it's not patrick mahomes. It, it's patrick <laughs> patrick holmes what's the quarterback for green bay i have no idea if luke was here if the podcast ninja was here he could tell us anyway i can't support him because he had a child out of wedlock dot 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 <laughs> okay patrick mahoney didn't do that no patrick mahoney and he's also not a quarterback for green bay <laughs> Uh, he's neither of those things. Oh my but goodness. anyway, uh, some, I feel like Carl, I should link, Carl's going to write and tell me. I feel like I can link to his um, ministry, like for this episode, because we yeah. have buttons on the app on the Fight Laugh East app, and I can you have could, people you could go go support Patrick Colegio Biblico. Right, he yeah. has he has a ministry to people who speak Spanish as a yeah. first language. You should link to him because he's he has there was he's no probably going to get some inquiries. <laughs> <laughs> there was no reason except that you got the wrong back. He also didn't have a child out of wedlock. Right. So, gosh, we're going to be in so much trouble. Um, 
This is what happens when we go off script. See, and Carl, if you still think that we're that we're planning and over organizing, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So anyway, she says I can't support him because now she was making fun of she's making fun of the uh, conservative position that says you shouldn't have children out of wedlock. So she was trying to be funny, but the problem with the problem with left leaning people is that they don't understand how sarcasm and satire work, <laughs> and so she opened herself up. And so I responded. I said, I fully support all men having children out of wedlock as much as they want. <laughs> right. And uh, she didn't respond to that. She just ignored it. Uh, but that's yeah. the... Um, anyway, to answer, to answer Carla's question, and then we're going we're gonna to have to just wrap this whole thing up. I got another letter that I need to read, but this you, one's shorter. It's like we're already at time. Are we right now? Yeah. Well, that's because we played that game. Played a long game. Howdy, neighbor. As for the problem with putting adjectives before Christian Christianity, do you think it's necessary to defend Orthodox or Protestant Christianity to distinguish from progressive or Catholicism? Just a thought, Lord bless. Um, Carl, Carl with a K, but he spelled it C-A-R-L and then put comma with a K, which, <laughs> which I salute. Carl spelled C-A-R-L with a K. Okay. That's great. That's brilliant. Hat tip to you, Carl, for that. Um, so is there a problem with, it's for the problem of putting adjectives, do we need it to dif- to basically differentiate between different brands of Christianity? And right. that's exactly my point, is that no. that the, the problem is that we have this concept there are, that there are different types of Christianity. Right. And we feed into that when we keep inserting different adjectives. I'm not that type of Christian. I'm not a progressive Christian. I'm a conservative Christian. I'm, right. not, a, I'm not a... You're making the old uh, anti-denomination <clears throat> argument. There shouldn't be Baptists. There shouldn't be pro- Protest- or, uh, Presbyterian. There shouldn't be, you know, Wesleyan. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. It should just all be just Christian. Well, I'm, and it's, it's never going to happen. I mean, just just because I'm going to die on this hill doesn't mean that it's going to result well, in any sort of cultural change. But when people I'm just say, saying, I'm an Orthodox Christian or I'm a progressive Christian, you still can't really make all the same inferences that they think you can make from no. that declaration. You still have to no. ask them clarifying questions. Right. So, yeah. It's, it's, it, it's not, I'm not really saying anything more scandalously outrageous than when you would say, you know what, when somebody says they're a Christian, I still have to ask some questions because right. I don't know what that means. Right. And so... All it does is when you add an adjective to the front of a word that's already pretty murky in its definition, it just makes things even more complicated. And I don't think that the adjectives, uh, I don't think that they help to differentiate. Mm, so okay. So I'm still, I'm still going to die on this hill. All right. Do you, Here, gonna, do you, you want a gunshot? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We and didn't I'm have still, any sound effects, so I'm I was... still dying on that hill. And that wasn't even the hill I was prepared to die on today, but since you've already told us that we're out of time, I guess i got to let us go. So uh, that's the show, Carl. It was rambling. It was uh, mis- misguided. It was... Uh, yeah, it was a mess. It was everything you should hope it would be. <laughs> it was an absolute mess. I hope you're happy. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> the comedian next door while well, you get what you want. You get what you want. <laughs> Bye, Carl. <laughs> Look for John Branion on MeWe and Gab. Also, be part of the show by sending your questions to nextdoor at johnbranion.com. See you next time, neighbor.